Greetings, Tarnished, and welcome to this week's episode of the Elden Archives, a From Software Lorecast from the Robots Radio Rocket Club. I am AK Spartan. I am joined by Gatsu, as always. We're going to talk about Queen America the Eternal this week. Last week, we talked about the shattering of the Elden Ring. But before we really dive into it, I know we have a lot planned here, but Queen America is definitely a big topic. Uh, let's just do a quick check-in real quick. Gatsu, how are you doing this week? Pretty good. I've been playing probably way too much Baldur's Gate. I think I'm on... The farthest I'm on one run is my fourth one, which is my Dark Urge. And then the most recent one, which I started last night, uh, is my fifth. So you can tell, I you could say I'm probably a bit of a, like an alcoholic. Okay. Do you, do you have a favorite run so far or, or a furthest run? Maybe hundred percent. I'm attempting to do kind of a redemption arc, uh, fight the Dark Urge and just kind of, Try and be a good person, which I is I'd say, in my personal opinion, is has been the most satisfying run so far. So I I haven't uh, I haven't done my dark urge run yet. I've heard some interesting things. It's definitely on my list. But from what it sounds like, so so you might you might say that uh, you're trying to because so you said you're doing the redemption arc. Yeah. So so you would almost say that your your character is trying to fight against the manipulative urges and corrupting presences being set upon it, no? Yes, yes, I would. I think I'm starting to pick up what you're putting down here. <laughs> Queen America definitely had some problems with the uh the Elden Ring and the Greater Will and the the Golden Order and the her role uh, in the golden order. But before we, before we get into some of that stuff, I don't want to jump ahead too much. Um, because Queen America is a very integral character in Elden Ring. And unlike some characters where the information is incomplete, we actually do seem to know a decent amount about Queen America herself. For example, uh, we can gauge from certain item descriptions, such as the item description for Queen America's hammer. And the uh, item description for uh, I I looked at the item description for the Black Knife hood, but I would imagine that the Black Knife set all has similar item descriptions. That's how sets go. But just to look at uh, Queen America's hammer first, part of the item description mentions that it was made in the lands of the Newman outside the lands between. And then it goes on to say it was the tool which with with which America shattered the Elden Ring and Radigan attempted to repair it. And then the Black Knife set. Uh, the most important thing that I took from the Black Knife set item description was that the uh, Black Knife assassins uh, were rumored to be Newman who had close ties with America herself. I think both of those pretty conclusively established that Queen America is is slash was uh, assume depending on how you view her her living or dead status at the moment uh, was or is a Newman woman originally before ascending to godhood. Uh, and that has, to me, that has some interesting implications because like, like the first item description said the Newmans come from, or the Newmans originally come from the lands of Newman, which is outside of the lands between. Right. Which we don't know much about the, the place of the Newman. There's a couple other different lands that are outside of the lands between, it would seem, but where they're like the lands of reeds and, um, like the plane that like the Estelle beasts are from. Yeah. And we don't really know anything about any of them other than a few vague details on each based on, you know, item descriptions from people that seem to come from those places. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of questions 
But what um, what we know about the Newman people specifically, and this is just off the top of my head, is that they are a proud race of warrior women who have very long lives. Other than that, we don't know like what their motivating factors are, you know, things of that nature. But we do come across a few Newman in the game, like the Black Knife Assassins. But other than that, like, unless you choose to make your character a Newman itself, that they're not very common throughout the plans between, would you say? Well, it does. I believe that um, if you look at the the starting class description for the Newman, it mentions that they are seldom born. So so I, 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 I definitely think that you're onto something when you point out that you don't encounter a lot of Newman. I don't I don't think a lot of Newman exist. I, I, I just think that I mean, that kind of tells us right there that there's not a lot of Newman that are born and the Newman that are born live exceptionally long times. But I, I, I want to just poke at just for a second one of the things you had mentioned because you you had mentioned uh the the land the that we don't know a ton about the lands of newman and the other lands outside of the lands between similar to the land or like the land of reeds which is mentioned in the uh description for the samurai starting class and a couple other item descriptions and things like that i believe there is also uh the uh i'm blanking on the name of it uh but we're uh uh, where Elmer of the Briar is from uh, is another place outside of the lands between. But what are your what are your thoughts actually on what might be outside of the lands between itself, and and what some of that might imply? Because or uh, perhaps what 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 it's, what it's the lands between? No, we don't. I mean, I'm glad you asked. What is the lands between? Because I mean, a, a question that I've always kind of thought is the lands between what. Between other lands, between like planal existence, between or is it just a, a fancy name? And I'm overthinking it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've always I've always yeah I've always imagined that it's uh, kind of between these other lands that we keep hearing about, but but I don't I don't know for certain, and when we don't get told that, right? And then also when they introduce different kind of dimensions with uh, Faramozula, and when you travel back in time. Uh, during the Sax fight, I mean, there's just a whole different, that's a whole different b- ballpark and we won't get into that too much. But I kind of wanted to pose a question to you a little bit because we know that Merrick herself's a Newman, the Newman being from outside of the lands between, what, why did she show up? Because I believe she wasn't always in the lands between she arrived someday who knows when but i do believe it was after the earth tree had come to the lands between because we also know that the earth tree itself is also not originally from the lands between essentially i wanted to pose a question to you because i wanted to pose a question to you because i personally believe that being that new uh newman are not from the lands between that much we know. And also America is a Newman herself. I believe she wasn't originally in the lands between from the beginning from her birth. Okay. So, so you're of the belief that Queen America herself was born and, and, and originally came yes. from outside of the lands. Between. I, I definitely think so. Okay. Um, because one thing I think about is her full title which is Queen Merica the Eternal. And 
I, I kind of focus on the eternal part, which I know there's a lot of speculation as to like whether or not that's reference to uh, the eternal cities or um, this or that. But I think that it is a reference to her being a Newman because they live very long. One who doesn't necessarily understand a Newman and how they are would maybe say that they're eternal. And I think it also could maybe be a reference to her achieving godhood. But personally, I think it's more so the former, the fact that she is from wherever the Newman are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I've I've always I've always been of the mind that Queen America, the eternal is is a reference to the eternal cities just because. So I think of one, one of the things that I think is one of the biggest things that made me a believer in what I think about this is so. So when you are playing Elden Ring and you get to the nameless eternal city and you're going through the um, I don't remember what uh, what legendary uh, incantation it is, but there's a, uh, there's a legendary incantation of some kind or, or a strong incantation of some kind that you get by jumping over some roots and navigating through the caves, uh, full of the, uh, ants, uh, in the mm-hmm. name, in nameless eternal city. And most of the ants in that cave in the nameless eternal city drop Newman runes. So let's, let's think about that for a second. Why would bestial creatures that are feasting on corpses have runes attributed to a specific race of people? To me, the only thing that would make sense is that those ants were eating Newman corpses, which would also inf- which would also mean that Newmans were present in the nameless eternal city. I have always been of the mind that. Queen America was from the Nameless Eternal City, which was part of why the Nameless Eternal City was destroyed as retribution from the uh, Greater Will. It's part of why Godwin is there, uh, because, again, it has a connection to Mary. I, I, I think there's a lot of things that relate Queen America to that location. Uh, I mean, it's nameless at this point. It's supposed to be wiped from history. That seems like a fitting punishment. Uh, from the greater will, especially considering how absolute we see that it has punished America physically when we see what's left of her at the end of the game. But I, yeah, I've always thought of it. I've always thought of it that way in terms of the eternal cities, but I do think it's interesting to consider it from your perspective with the, uh, with, uh, <clears throat> with her being from the outside of the lands between, but, but that makes me, uh, want to ask. So because if, if she were from outside of the lands between, that would mean she was somehow called or or chosen at some point uh, uh, to yeah. come to the lands between. Yeah, because because I, I as as we move forward with the episode, I, I I I something I want to do as we move forward with this episode, I want to establish uh, a timeline um, with Queen America because Queen America is one of the only characters. I, I mean, the name Eternal. I we were just speaking to what, what we each thought about that what that name means, but it, she's also just very. It's, she's eternally present in the events of the game. I mean, I mean, I know that's I'm sure that's not what the name is actually referring to, but she has her hands and her bots and everything connected to almost everything in the game. So with that being said, I, I, I mean, if she were not from the lands between what would have transpired to get her there in the first place? I mean, let's let's establish, you know, our timeline here and kind of start working through the chronology of events of Queen America's life and reign inside the lands between. Yeah, because I personally believe that. that well, that, OK, this is the way that I think about it. Right. The Erd tree and America have this 
relationship with the earth tree also being a representation of the greater will in the lands between. I believe that because we also know that like America too, the earth tree is from outside of the the lands between. It is you go to discover that it's kind of like a parasite on the land, kind of forcing everyone to kind of be under its influence. So when I discovered this, I immediately began to think that America was kind of called here by the Erdtree as some sort of beacon. She was almost coerced in a way to come over to the lands between and then she became a, a vessel for the the greater will and also the Elden Beast. So I, f- I definitely think that she was somehow called out to by the Earth Tree once it had shown up. Because I think it's very possible that America was born after, or I'm sorry, before the Earth Tree came to be. Okay, definitely. I think that um something that I think about after hearing your thoughts on that. Um, with me thinking that America is originally from the eternal, uh, the nameless eternal city, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, th- I mean, because those are the, uh, Godwin's corpse, if I'm not mistaken, is c- that's right under Lane Dell. So that would be, that would be Godwin's, Godwin's Lovecraftian corrupted fish, fish body is corrupting the roots of the actual earth yeah, tree. Yeah, you can see the evidence no? yes, on yes. the roots uh, of the earth tree, like the ones that you can climb. You, the, the eyes, you can see his eyes on the, the roots. So he's most definitely, without getting too much into it, I definitely think that is also kind of a plot point of one of the endings. Yeah. Uh, Age of the Duskborn. For sure. You know, because he, yeah. So, no, it's most apparent that he is... Um, beginning to kind of, uh, without being too tongue-in-cheek, tarnish the her tree. Well, but, and, and my point is actually simply just that Godwin's body is corrupting the roots of the earth tree, but Godwin's body is in the nameless eternal city. So to me, that means that the roots of the earth tree itself are in the nameless eternal city. I, I'm not saying that necessarily means that the earth tree started in the nameless eternal city, but if America were to be from the nameless eternal city, like I'm positing, then she would basically have grown up in a city that was built underground at the roots of the Erd tree. The Erd tree and the greater will becoming aware of her and her power or her influence or her ability and, and choosing her as a champion or, or manipulating her in any way uh, it doesn't seem very far-fetched to me when you consider that hypothetically in the way I look at it, her hometown and her her place of origin was literally at the roots of the earth tree itself. I think you definitely make a lot of good points there. Um, something def- there's definitely some things that I haven't previously thought of that I definitely think are interesting. I personally believe, though, that the Eternal Cities was just a footnote for America. Perhaps she had just stopped there with the Newman she came over with, hence, you you know, the bodies that you find. But you, you do definitely raise a lot of good uh, questions for sure. Yeah, well, let's let's get back to that then. So so because you, you just kind of started to talk about the timeline a little bit and perhaps maybe in your opinion, America came to the name of city later. Maybe that's where she was when she first got to the lands between, but she wasn't from there. But but 
that's all part of her timeline. Let's establish what we think that timeline is. I mean, so so we clearly think that the first incident or or step in all her journey here was being chosen, manipulated, selected, whatever you want to look at it as by the greater will. It's it seems like from most indications, the next thing that occurred would be her union with Godfrey, because once she was chosen, she had to have a consort and Godfrey, the first Elden Lord. Uh, became that consort right before all these major wars started. But the first, to me, the first really interesting thing is the three children that she had with Godfrey. Because we I, I, we talked a little bit about Godwin just a second ago when I was mentioning why I think Merica might be from the Nameless Eternal City. Uh, but Merica and Godfrey had three children, Godwin the Golden, uh, Morgot, and then Moog. Morgot and Moog being omens and cast uh, into the sewers beneath Landell, and Godwin being murdered in the Night of the Black Knives. So none of, none of them, which you know, are like actively seen as. I mean, because the only one that's that's present in the in the world of the game the player plays is Morgot, who is known as the Veiled Monarch. So he's hiding his his true identity. But just the fact that she those three demigod children still have tremendous influence, even though they are from her first marriage, so to speak. And two of them are kind of not even really known to society. Right, because in the game, Omen children are considered to be um, kind of an affront to the Urtree and the greater will. I, mean, they, I believe they say they are born without grace or something to that effect. And... So, because th- there's definitely society in within the world of the lands between and Elden Ring, there's a stigma against the Omen children because they're believed to be born without grace, without the 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 love of the Urtree, if you will. So, right. So, uh, l- let me let me ask you this: me, uh, Do you think that do you think that Merica moving on from Godfrey eventually and neglecting uh, these Omen children and, and whether you look at it, if she was part of the night of the black knives and the murder of governor or not, basically what I guess I'm getting at is, do you think that Merica sort of turning her back on her first family had anything to do with the presence of the Omen curse and maybe the lack of perceived power that that lineage had? Potentially. I, th- I, th- I definitely think so because it, the way that I look at it is it felt like America was being kind of punished for something because the first child she had turned out to be quote unquote normal, but he ended up dying. And then the second two were omen children. So all three children with Godfrey didn't work out. So there definitely is that like kind of a unifying theme of squandered potential, like you said. Okay. And so considering that, I mean, Morgoth is def- Morgoth and Moog are definitely major players in the events of the game of Eldering itself. But in terms of Merica's timeline, Morgoth and Moog don't really have a tremendous influence. Obviously, Godwin passes away. So really, we're just looking at Godfrey there and, and Merica's marriage to Godfrey. They ended up waging multiple wars and mul- many campaigns together, the first of which... Uh, seemed to be against the Glomide Queen and the Godskin Apostles, in which Merica set Malakath to rec- or to claim the Rune of Death and slaughter the Glomide Queen, which was uh, that was one of the main oppositions to Merica. And then the second, of course, was the war against the Fire Giants. And then 
before Godfrey was exiled, at least uh, in the timeline of what we believe, uh, America sent Radigan to Liernia. And then once Radigan and Ranala reached their uh, peace agreement or, or however that went down, and they became married and there was the, the, the truce established. Then America removed the grace from Godfrey's eyes and, uh, the tarnished and, and, and sent them on their way, making room in her life for the new union with Radigan, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But part of why I definitely believe that we know for a fact that America banished the tarnished around this time is uh, we know that, uh, anybody that's played knows that you can speak to Melina at various sites in the lands between and get words from America herself. And at two different locations, one being the Third Church of America and one being the, uh, Church of Pilgrimage, you can get quotes from America via Melina. And these quotes shed a lot of light on specifically the departure of the Tarnished and Godfrey. The first of which, so this is from uh, Melina speaking to you on behalf of, or speaking to you as the uh, using the words of America from the Third Church of America. And this is the quote. Spoken echoes of Queen America linger here as well. Shall I share them with you? Very well. In America's own words, my Lord and thy warriors, I divest each of thee of thy grace. With thy eyes, di- with thine eyes dimmed, you will be driven from the lands between. I want to point out just that I divest each of thee of thy grace. I, if that is, a, if that is what we're supposed to believe, like Melina is telling us in the game, that that is a quote from America. That is a clear admission that America is taking the grace away from whoever she is speaking to, which is clearly, it seems to be Godfrey and the Tarnished. And then later on, the Church of Pilgrimage, the quote says, Again, it begins with the spoken echoes linger here, words of America, as Melina says that every time. But then the rest of the quote, then after thy death, I will give back what I once claimed, return to the lands between, wage war and brandish the Elden Ring. Again, I just want to look at, I will give back what I once claimed. So as we're establishing the timeline here, we believe that just just to recap all this and wrap uh, and, and continue forward, America was influenced to become a servant of the greater will. She was she had her union and marriage with Godfrey and had the three children, Godwin, Morgoth, and Moog. She waged her wars with the Glomide Queen and the Godskin Apostles and the Fire Giants and then sent Radigan to Liurnia to wage war against Liurnia. And then six is what we were just talking about, is the banishment of Godfrey and the Tarnished after all of the wars were finished. And like I said, I believe those quotes from Melina via, or from America via Melina back that up. But that I mean, that was a lot there. What what happens next? Now, Godfrey, without the guidance of grace, being cast away from the lands between, along with the tarnished, he's out of the picture. And this is where we are introduced, at least in America's timeline, to Radigan, which he also has kind of another family with Ranala. He leaves her... Yeah, fight, uh, uh, America, he was sent by Queen America to fight against the Karians and ended up, um, reaching a peace. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah reaching peace with the, well, there's, yep. there's so many wars. It's hard to keep track, but uh, yeah, yeah. Radig- Radigan was sent away by America to fight the Karians and ended up falling and uh, marrying, uh, the Queen Rinala. And then your, Gasu, what, uh, what you're referencing is, is Radigan leaving Rinala and going back to America, correct? Yes. But, 
after that, so he leaves, and then after that, Radigan and America get married. They become rulers of Landell together. They together have two more children, uh, Mikola and Melania, which I want to point out, both Mikola and Melania are born with some sort of ailments. Mikola being forever young and not being able to actually uh, appear as who um, they actually are. And then Melania housing the Scarlet Rot. All of America's children end up having some sort of issue, whereas Rodan or Radigan's, I'm sorry, Radigan's children do not. Let me ask you this, because there is a uh, there is a statue in, in Landell that posits after you do a certain gesture that America is Radigan. In that sense, would uh, would Radigan's three children with Renala, if that were to be what is to believe, would that not mean that America is that those are basically just America's children outright? If America and Radigan are the same, right? Yeah, you yeah, you kind of got to my point before I did. I uh, because the way that I look at it is. Uh, America was getting frustrated with having, quote unquote, um, imperfect children. So what does she do? She poses as Radigan and goes into a marriage with Renala, which provides her with these more fit, I guess, in her design children. Because if I definitely believe America and Radigan are the same person, the the statue in Landell tells you that the hidden message says Radigan is America. There is like kind of different uh, opinions on whether or not they were always the same or what, uh, whether or not like one of them took the other over. But I am definitely of the former, which I just I believe that they were one and they eventually split. But my point being is that the all of the quote unquote like tainted children are of uh, America and someone else, not Radigan. So I, I definitely kind of see her kind of posing as Radigan and like kind of letting him take control, so to speak, as her kind of making an attempt to have a more like perfect family. Because this is also after the death of Godfrey or not Godfrey, uh, Godwin. Yeah. And that leads into the next point on our timeline, because after the re the the reunion or union or however you look at it between America and Radigan, the next major event that we have taking place is the Night of the Black Knives. And now I personally believe that we can be certain that the Night of the Black Knives happened after this union, but before the rest of the things on the list, because there's a particular item description from the the Golden Epitaph Sword that reads that the weapon is a sword made to commemorate the death of Godwin the Golden, first of the demigods to die, infused with the humble prayer of a young boy. Oh, brother, Lord, brother, please die a true death. I don't know many people that would be calling Godwin brother as a young boy other than Mikola, which would indicate that Mikola was born at the time that Godwin died, which is why we can put the Night of the Black Knives after the return or the union of Radigan and uh, America. And and before, obviously, the shattering and things like that, the story trailer and the opening cinematic establisher and chronological events, after of which, of course, the Night of the Black Knives, then there's the shattering. And then Queen America, Queen America is 
there's the Night of the Black Knives and the Shattering, and then Queen America is ultimately punished and imprisoned by the greater will. As we wrap up, though, because we, we've got our timeline down, clearly America is very influential in the lands between. And, and she has many children. We're going to have episodes on each of the children as well. So there's going to be a little bit more stuff there. I think she was involved in the Night of the Black Knives. You don't particularly, but she's definitely been involved in all of these wars. She's a, a god. She ascended to godhood as a champion of the, of the greater will. But I want to talk about the, the aspect of the America, the eternal for a second, because we both kind of went over this a little bit earlier, but I think that could mean multiple things because, because we had mentioned earlier that it could just be a relation to the, uh, her being a Newman and what we know about the Newman living long lives. And we also think that it could relate to, or some people think that it could relate to her possibly being from the eternal cities. I know I have mentioned, I think she's from the eternal cities, but I actually think that it could be a sort of, um, an insult. Like the way I see it, I almost see the title of Queen America the Eternal being in reference to her eternal, eternal, um, service and eternal punishment from the greater will. I think about, so, uh, both America and Radigan have a sore seal and a scar seal, uh, talisman in game. And the item descriptions from the America's sore seal and scar seal. So the, the sore seal reads, uh, solemn duty weighs upon the one beholden, not unlike a gnawing curse from which there is no deliverance. And the scar seal reads, these seals represent the lifelong duty of those chosen by the gods. Both of those sound like she's being eternally punished or she's eternally at service of, of these powers. I also, as as somebody that thinks that she was involved in the plot of the Night of the Black Knives and things like that, I think being in eternal damnation would probably make you want to do whatever you have to do to get out of it, including assassinate your own son. But do you have any thoughts yourself on on what that eternal could be referencing? I mean, do you do you think it's about the eternal cities? Do you think it's about uh, her being a Newman or, or uh, do, do you agree with me? Or do you have your own theory there? I mean, I, because there's a lot of different ways I think that could go. I think personally that it's a reference to her being ascended to godhood because I mean she is the only quote unquote god. The rest are known as like the demigod children, the demigods. She's the only one that's quoted to be a god, and she even says herself uh, in a quote in the game while she's talking to Radigan, "You have yet to become a god like me." So I, I just think it's simply a a reference to her kind of either being anointed or like transforming into this godhood. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, so you don't actually think it has anything to do with like uh, necessarily any particular characteristic of her, such as being a new man or being from the eternal cities or anything like that, but more of, uh, of describing something that happened to her. Yeah. Because the way that I look at it is, um, would all really be aware that she is a Newman. I mean, yes, us, there's us as the player, but if you think about it from the people who inhabit this land, the land between, I mean, how much do they really know about America? They just know her as this figurehead, this this queen in in uh, Landell. That's it. Um, so in my mind, I, I think that for it to be a reference to her Newman lineage, it, it could be possible, but as far as, because if everyone's calling her Queen America the Eternal, they would have to know the Newman. And like I pointed out earlier, the Newman are kind of a rare sight in the game. 
So I, I'm led to believe that not many people, unless they had specifically kind of studied it, they may not even be aware of the Newman or the land that they come from. You know what I mean? Well, things can, I mean, things, things can have multiple meanings. So, I mean, that happens all the time with language where a, a, a common group of people might not understand the connotation for something, but it actually has a different connotation in reality. I, I mean, the name, the eternal could, could in, in, you know, could genuinely mean one thing, but to the regular citizens of the lands between mean a completely different thing just because they don't know what's going on. I mean, that's kind of you see it a little bit less with Elden Ring. But I mean, that's kind of a theme with most FromSoft games is that the common people of these different worlds, whether it be Bloodborne, Dark Souls, the original Dark Souls, Demon Souls, they don't they don't they don't know everything like the people that know all of the messed up things that are going down are the people in power and they're hiding those truths. And so I, right, yeah, the yeah. bosses, the world bosses. You're thinking. And I do. So I do think there is a possibility that, well, well, you know, I, I see what you're saying. I, I do think maybe that name could be there regardless of what the common people understand. I, I don't think the common people of the lands between have to be super familiar with Newman to know that that is the name for Queen America, the Eternal. I want to ask one more thing, though, because other than Mikola, who we assume Queen America, or I, we assume other than Mikola, who we assume is going to be a big part of the uh, DLC, Queen America is probably the most prominent character in the game that we do not see alive. If America were to show up as a boss fight at any point in time, what do you think? her powers or moveset would be? That is a very interesting question. I think because it's difficult, right? Because we know what her position in the world was, but we also kind of know what her feelings about it were. So we know that she was kind of like the the vessel for the the greater will. She was kind of the representation of it in this world. So... Going off of that, I'm led to believe that she would probably be like a, a faith-based healer of some sort. Maybe not even a combatant herself, but also seeing how she is this Newman, a warrior race. You know, she had the hammer. I think maybe she would have ultimately probably used the hammer as a sort of weapon. But also, I mean, I'm not sure that that would be the case because we already got that with Radigan. So I honestly have to just go with my gut and say that she's probably just a um, similar to um, Melina, the quick dexterity parts of her build where she's throwing like daggers and whatnot. Absolutely. I uh, I kind of imagine like a uh, almost like similar to Melania a little bit in terms of like aggressiveness and like prowess, but maybe like light based and like, I, for some reason I have a feeling they're going to try to do something at some point where a boss can manipulate time. And like, instead of being parried, like there'll be something where a boss can like, actually like, I, I don't know how they would do it mechanically, but they're going to try it at some point. And I don't know if that would be Mikola or America or whatnot, but they're, they're going to do a time-based boss at some point. I guarantee it. I'm waiting for it. I'm dreading it, but I'm really glad we established the timeline because I think I think one of the most confusing things for me, one of the, when I was first playing through the game was trying to figure out 
what happened when because like I, I think it's very obviously what happened very obvious what happened like it's it's very obvious that this event happened or that event happened but it's not always obvious when which event happened and what happened in order of the others so i i i think i i'm really glad that we were able to talk about that right and i agree i mean it's not like they're telling you and this happened after you know they're just telling you the events so I think it was kind of important for us to kind of put this together. And although we might not have, you know, agreed with some of the details necessarily of the timeline, I think the timeline itself stands, you know, these things happen the way that they did when they did. Yeah. Well, and when you're, when you're, when you're talking about things that span what seems to be centuries, if not longer, like what goes on in Elden Ring and the Lands Between, uh, something like a timeline or just a chronology is so important because, because you're talking about so much time passing. I mean, I remember we talked last week uh, about the shattering of the Elden Ring and, and that Miyazaki interview where he referenced that the demigods are the old gods of the world. I mean, they're basically like ancient deities at this point. So, so I really think a timeline of events is important. So I'm, yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad we were able to do that. With that, that is going to be our time for this week. This has been another episode of the Elden Archives. As always, I have been AK Spartan. I have been joined by Gatsu. You can contact the show at theeldenarchives at gmail.com. We would love any sort of feedback regarding show topics, your theories on things we've already talked about. Uh, the first episode was the Night of the Black Knives. We've talked about the shattering of the Elden Ring. Now we've talked about Queen America. I will add this. I don't think we have actually specified this uh, to finish one of these shows before, but I should have. If you write in, we will read it on the episode. So if you send us an email, if you send us uh, a DM or anything, say, hey, I think this, hey, I love this about the show. Hey, I think that, you know, we will shout you out. We will make sure that gets heard. So like I said, you can contact the show at theeldenarchives at gmail.com. Uh, the show is on Twitter or X, I should say, I guess, at the Elden Archives. I am at Elden Spartan. Gatsu is there at Gatsu995. And then the last thing I do want to throw in is I remember last week we teased our January episode slate. We are going to do an Empyrean month. We're going to do the first episode as a general episode about the topic of Empyreans itself. And then we're going to have episodes on Melania, Mikola, and Lunar Princess Ronnie. Uh, the order exactly after the Empyrean episode is not decided yet, but those are going to be the four episodes for January. Other than that, the only other place you can find us outside of the usual streaming places like Spotify and things like that is the Robots Radio Discord. So feel free to drop in there and chat with us if you want and look forward to future episodes as we bring you more news from the lands between. Other than that, we will see you all at the foot of the earth tree. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3CountThoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell. <laughs>